0: Welcome to the Neo News Today podcast. I'm your host, Dylan of Neo News Today. In episode 54 of the NNT pod, I sat down and spoke with Vladimir Tomko, the CEO and co-founder of Blockchain Cuties. Blockchain Cuties is a protocol agnostic blockchain collectible adventure game, which is currently running on top of five different blockchains. In this episode, Vladimir and I talked about current and future gameplay of Blockchain Cuties, why the team chose to build on NEO in 2019, impacts on in-game economic models, being an NFT-based project in 2018 versus 2021, how the NEO N3 upgrade will impact the project, and much more. So, I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation with Vladimir As much as I enjoyed having it. Hey guys, what's going on? Dylan with NEO News Today. Today we are speaking with the CEO and co-founder of Blockchain Cuties, Vladimir Tomko. How are you doing today, Vladimir?
1: I'm good. Thank you for asking. Hi, guys.
0: Um, I'm yeah. really excited to have you on the podcast because we've been covering blockchain cuties for quite some time here at NEO News today, but before we kind of go into that, um, I do just want to pick your brain a little bit, since some of our listeners might not have ever heard of blockchain cuties or used it before, could you just share with us what blockchain cuties is?
1: Sure. Uh, in a nutshell, it's a crypto collectible game uh, that works with different kinds of paths, like cats, dogs, lizards, we have like uh, around eight species right now, and uh, person who plays the game, he gets to collect them, to send them into battles against other cuties, and uh, each cutie is an NFT asset, ERC721, uh, uh, compatible on different blockchains, right now on five blockchains. And those assets, they can level up uh, like your regular heroes in RPG games. But uh, in regular RPG games, you have like one hero. If it's like a party RPG, like old school, like Icewind Dale or Baldur's Gate, you have like six of them. But in Blockchain Cuties, you have like thousands of them, if you wish, or you can have like six of them. And basically, you like create an army, a kingdom of cuties, and you try to... Uh, farm different locations for items. And each cutie is uh, pretty unique. Uh, it's based on genome, and the genome defines how it looks. If you crack the correct gene sequence, then you get a tribute cutie that looks uh, very differently, and that is uh, usually uh, based on some kind of pet celebrity like Grumpy Cat or Doge. Uh, and additionally, there are unique heroes, unique cuties, uh, they cannot be bred, but they look uh, very, very unique. So, And we base them, take inspiration from popular movies, popular games. Uh, we don't break the law uh, and don't break copyrights, but uh, there is like a resemblance, a clear, clear resemblance in majority of cases, but they're still like cats, dogs and so on. And we are the only game on the market that allows people to uh, order their own custom cutie. For example, uh, like uh, if you want yourself to be uh, part of the world, then our artists can do that for a fee. And uh, majority of our loyal community members all have their own custom cuties.
0: Yeah, I remember that uh, blockchain cuties launched on the Neo blockchain in two thousand nineteen. But uh, it's, that's not the first blockchain that, the, that Cuties is able to run on top of. So could you just share um, what five blockchains that you're able to uh, purchase and store Cuties on right now? Sure.
1: So uh, we started with Ethereum because it was the only blockchain that supported smart contracts back then. Then uh, in uh, late 2018, we decided to go to EOS because they released uh, the same, uh, like uh, not same, but similar functionality. And uh, it was like the first time where we thought, uh, and we didn't have any experience that if we go like uh, without trying to do proper business development before that and trying to partner with some kind of uh, EOS ecosystem partners. Uh, we thought that we could like get a lot of traffic and uh, become very popular on EOS, but it wasn't the case. So we learned like uh, from our mistakes and then we released on Tron already having the third party support and... Uh, while we uh, did that, we already started speaking with Neo. Uh, I think it was in October 2018 where our speech, uh, our communication started. And then uh, by summer 2019, we were able to create a version of the game for Neo and we launched on Neo with the support of you guys, which was very good. We did like a pre sale, we did a lot of uh, specifically Neo-based heroes that are uh, inspired by Matrix, inspired by uh, some kind of uh, popular Chinese characters, and inspired by Free City of Xeon. And we also, I thought, I think we did a lot of different uh, popular Neo uh, persons. Uh, we did Da Hongfei, we did Eric Zhang, we did uh, Community Vote, which was uh, uh can i think yeah and uh we also did uh one qd for uh neo news i think
0: it was you no yeah. it was uh it was dean the founder of Neo. <laughs> ah, it, was <laughs> it was dean it was dean yeah with, with Sorry. the cat
1: on his shoulder yeah with, with a cat on his shoulder yeah so and afterwards uh so neo was uh was the uh fourth blockchain and in summer 2020 we also launched a Matic. But at that time, we understood that it takes a lot of uh, development power to support each update on five blockchains. So we decided that we will like season boarding more new blockchains back then because each new feature took like five times times more time to like uh, release a feature. We also are thinking about uh, doing future integrations with some popular blockchains, but right now we try to uh, develop the uh, partnerships like with existing blockchains that we have, like with you guys, with Matic. So uh, I know you are planning to release uh, Neo version free very soon. It's not out yet, but we're also looking to support that uh, uh, when it comes out. and. Uh, uh, because from the very beginning, we uh, understood that the uh, crypto community back then, and basically right now, it's the same, is pretty tribal. So, there are people who are shilling for one particular blockchain but don't like uh, another one. For example, some people are not fond of Justin Sun's blockchain, uh, besides its technical. Uh, um, possibilities. It's, it's pretty fast. It's technically very good, but uh, Justin Sun's personality is controversial for some people, so they don't play on Trump. But some people are for Justin Sun. And we decided to uh, capitalize on that and create a very, very big update, which is in the works. It's uh, It took us a lot of time to... Uh, get where we are right now but it's going to uh change the game to a strategy game uh mass multiplayer online strategy game and blockchains will be uh presented as kingdoms so you will be able to basically conquer territory and each blockchain is going to have its like uh not national but like uh how to call it in English. Uh, well, uh, they're going to have uh, their own timeline and their own uh, sort of folklore line. So uh, Neo will be based on Asian uh, Ancient Asian region, uh, like Asian China, Asian Korea, uh, Asian medieval Japan and each, uh, and because the world itself, it's like, it doesn't care that the times collide. So people with Asian Chinese source will be able to slice tanks uh, and modern planes and so on. So there's going to be magic there. And we have like each blockchain represented as, uh, uh, a separate technologically and cultural like piece of kyberland history so ethereum is sort of modern day united states united kingdom uh tron is like futuristic uh empire like star wars sith sit, uh, tron uh movies something like that uh eos is uh um, fantasy medieval kingdom knights uh wizards uh Matic is also a little bit futuristic, but because it's like uh, it started out as a side chain of Ethereum, it is tied to that timeline. Uh, and um, uh, yeah, I think that's it. That's like five different blockchains described.
0: That's a really cool sort of direction that you're taking the platform, uh, especially leaning into this tribalism that the blockchain communities have right now and. Historically, I've viewed that as kind of negative, but I think that what you're doing with blockchain cuties is kind of making light of the fact that there still are these factions. So I wanted to 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 pick your brain. In 2018-19, it wasn't just NEO. There were a lot of other public blockchains. So back then, what attracted you to, to, to porting blockchain cuties onto NEO? Uh,
1: the speed and the ability to do free transactions for the players because NEO... Uh, had like this limit, I think it was, uh, if it's like less than 10 gas or something like that, it's free. So, and uh, back then uh, we didn't have these problems uh, with gas on Ethereum as we have right now, but people, uh, they don't like to pay uh, if they don't have to. So uh, that's why Neo was uh, on the table at the very beginning because it's like people's blockchain and uh, we care for our players. Even when we uh, released Ethereum uh, first version, we of course uh, studied what Cryptokitties have done before us, and we tried to optimize their code so that uh, the transaction fees were less. Uh, and uh, that's why uh, Neo blockchain was, from that perspective, uh, very akin to what we value. And the second important thing is that we try uh, because. We didn't have uh, like uh, at that time a very dominating geo of players. So right now we have; it's majority of people play from United States. Uh, but back then uh we had like all kind of regions represented and we wanted to uh to have uh, like a doorway to the regions where we don't have direct access to it. and we thought like uh, that neo was big in china it was big in south America America and we didn't have like direct access there so we wanted to work uh with neo as uh, as like on a partnership basis and i think it brought us some some people uh definitely and um, it still does. So new players come and new players stay.
0: So I wanted to ask you what maybe this is a, a level 101 cl- question, or, or maybe your users would know this answer. But just to help the Neo News Today listeners understand a little bit better if I own a blockchain QD on Neo, does that mean I can trade that, or there's an asset? that is similarly represented on another blockchain. So if I have like a a Fabio QD on the Neo blockchain, can I send that to Ethereum and it will be represented as an ERC-721?
1: No, there are some assets that are tied directly to specific blockchains and like founder assets, like uh, Fabio, Uh, it's Neo only because it is like, uh, it, it, it was, part of the uh, Neo pre there. But we have cuties, uh, unique cuties that are available on all five blockchains or like on three of them. Uh, so we do, we do have very, very different assets. So some are very unique uh, to specific blockchains, some are not.
0: Very cool. So you did mention that you're shifting to this new MMORPG sort of style game. So could you just share a little bit about what the progression has been like from where you saw Blockchain Cuties when you first launched it and how over time you've progressed into offering this new in-game activity?
1: Sure. Uh, It is still in development so people can't play it. We, We actually only, I think, like 20 days ago showed in our podcast, uh, how it looks like. Uh, So uh, what's the current state of development? But uh, when we first um, decided to make a blockchain game, it was uh, a market a lot wilder than it is today because uh, back then only one game had a commercial success. It was CryptoKitties and it was the only game that uh, we knew people dig into. Uh, my background even back then was from gaming and uh, my general expertise is our strategy games and not only my, so uh, the team has experience in making strategy games, browser strategy games but we didn't know uh, whether it worked. Uh, would work or not so at the very beginning we decided to uh to start with something that we could later on turn into a strategy game and we did so but um as the game uh of that type was like totally new economy that uh in theory people uh, knew how it worked but like in reality they didn't so we had to face uh with reality we did face a lot of uh, issues. A lot of mistakes were made, and we understood that the most important game in a blockchain project is economy. If you uh, somehow screw up your economy, then it will die off within like a year, and people will leave your game. So we had a plan uh, that uh, would allow us to uh, introduce this Wars of land a lot earlier than we thought. But uh, we had uh, like 2019 was very rough in terms of. Uh, hates that our economy took. So in in uh, summer uh a little bit later than we launched Neo, uh we understood that there is like a, a very big and growing discrepancy between uh people who are rich and can buy a lot of stuff and people who like play casually and the third season that we introduced uh gradually increased this discrepancy and we didn't have uh, tools ready to reduce it and to take control of the market and we have two types of markets in the game the NFT markets uh, those are like the cuties themselves the characters and the, uh, those markets are tied to blockchain so if you play on Ethereum you can trade your assets only on Ethereum if you play on NEO then you can do it only on NEO and then we have item market and items are server entities that transact for the blockchain so they are not tied to uh, blockchain directly. It means that you can play on Tron, get a lot of items, then go to the market, see like there's demand on Neo, create a Neo account, so you would be able to land those uh, money in and sell it to people on Neo. So, and that second market uh, uh, that deals with items, it that um, oversaturated. Uh, the value started to decrease, and we entered uh, 2020 with a big. Uh, task to improve the economy because, um, if you have been watching, um, closely to the space, you probably know that like 99% of the first wave of crypto games died off. So, uh, there are like only CryptoKitties, uh, us, uh, Xie Infinity and some like one or two additional games left that were released at the early. 20 uh 2018. We decided that we don't want to die off, so we tried to fix that, and we spent majority of the last year to fix it. And uh we did we did fix that. So the economy is okay right now. But while we were fixing that, we didn't pay uh, much attention to development of wars of Qtilent update. There was like a big pause there. So, not pause, it was like slowly development. There were like very few people doing that and of course our community um were not very happy about that because they awaited it uh in Q3 uh 2020 and uh, only like uh, recently we showed the progress but the progress was uh uh like received happily people very uh, liked very much what we showed them and hopefully we we'll, we we are able to give some kind of like closed alpha access this year so they can play with their cities, uh, see how their cuties perform in armies, and so on and so on.
0: Well, it sounds like that's going to be the perfect opportunity for you to integrate your experience and your expertise as a strategic game developer. You did touch on something that I wanted to highlight during this conversation. And Blockchain Cuties is the longest-running NFT platform that we've covered at NEO News today. It's it, it's it's an NFT game that has survived the bear market and the bull market. So I just wanted to kind of take a step back and kind of just hear your perspective on non-fungible tokens in general. What's what has it been like to work on a non-fungible token project through the bear market in 2018 and 2019, then make it through 2020 along with like the difficulties that you've had with implementing these updates to the great to to the game? And then finally seeing what happened earlier this year, where we're seeing like people selling, you know, artwork for millions of dollars and just this NFT craze. So kind of what was it like in 2018 and 19? And then what's it like today? And what are the major differences that you've noticed? Oh,
1: I have a lot of thoughts uh, on that one, because we had a very different perspective than majority of the teams out there, as you said, and even um, the craze of the beginning of this year, uh, uh, like we wrote it differently. So uh, in 2018, it was very hard, uh, especially when Ethereum was like uh, around hundred something dollars, uh, because back then majority of the games were on Ethereum. and. Uh, we were working in Big Minus back then. We had like... uh uh we had an investor so we were burning a lot more than we earned and um the whole notion of uh like riding uh the non-existing wave after the crash uh, of uh, the market and where when people were like very disappointed about the fact that they've put a lot of money into crypto and now it costs nothing uh, it was pretty hard so uh we um were able to attract like a lot of people into the funnel but uh, even after registration not many converted and um they understood that nfts are nice that they can like uh make money by playing the game but it was um such a minimum compared to the like craze of 2017 that not a lot of people uh Thought that it's a good idea. Uh, CryptoKitties weren't doing that good back then. And um, if you remember, um, at the very beginning, uh, not at the very beginning, the whole 2018, there were a lot of hot potato games, like games that exist for like two weeks. Uh, they gain a lot of money, then some people lose money. Uh, and they um, didn't do do with NFTs, but they were also called crypto games, and uh, they uh, didn't help us to make money and didn't help any other legit games out there. So that was uh, a problem. Uh, People were afraid that they would lose their money. Then uh, it was very hard to... uh, bringing new users because in uh if i recall correctly in april twitter banned uh twitter google and facebook banned crypto ads and at the beginning of the uh of the road we decided to like base our strategy on regular user acquisition for facebook and google and that didn't uh didn't work out completely so it was pretty hard uh, we thought that um People would care for NFTs for standard. They would check the tokens in blockchain. And that was true in March and in April and afterwards. People didn't care at all. So uh, even if you uh, didn't have NFTs and there were majority of, uh, not majority, there were some games back in. Uh, uh, 2018 that positioned themselves as blockchain games, as NFTs, but uh, everything was like on server. So uh, people didn't dive deep into it. But the standard itself was very good. And I remember all the conferences where we talked about... uh, uh, like the digital identities that you would have in the future as NFTs, that you would uh, you would be able to like uh, truly own things. And at some point there's going to be interoperability, despite the fact that not even now it's like not pass- possible on technical level without the agreement of different parties. But back then people were like speaking about that and it didn't happen. So uh, 2019 was... Sort of better, but uh, we thought that uh, we need to like uh, survive this uh, sort of crypto winter because uh, people need to forget that they lost a lot of money on crypto. And in 2019, uh, a lot of new blood joined. Uh, the market, uh, they didn't like change the notion of, of NFTs like at all. In, in global, it didn't change since the inception since, since crypt, CryptoPunks. And even now people speak completely the same things as we did like in 2018. They just like uh, they didn't know us, they didn't like uh, go to the same conferences. So, so right now I'm hearing completely the same things. Uh, but in general here nothing's changed except uh, the fact that uh, right now the craze is about nFTs. And uh, as, as usual, uh, if you're good at marketing, if you have like influencers, if you have uh, if you're a celebrity uh, yourself, uh, there is a bigger chance that you would create this uh, demand, this uh, delusional effect that you want this particular NFT. But uh, all in all, it's uh, basically the same thing as it was with CryptoPunks. It's part of the history. It's yours. Well, technically, it's not even true. Like, you hold the index on your wallet. It's not yours. It's a smart contract. But um, the only thing that is different right now uh, comparing to 2018 is that... uh, people are a lot, uh, eager to try and trade them. And there is like an aha moment in crypto, uh, which people who play regular games don't understand until they meet it. It's when you sell something and you receive liquid asset, you don't believe it. But the, um, the feeling that you have, it's like very positive, very high feeling. And then you understand that hey, it's it's the future. And it was a lot harder to create these experiences back then uh than it is right now. And right now, a lot more people have touched it, and there's like a network a network effect because they speak about it. So uh they sort of think they understand the value. But if we look at the market, the majority of NFTs out there they don't hold any value, so there is no utility, it's basically just just a collectible thing, and uh, the only value is uh, its rareness and uh, its attribution to some kind of object, like to uh, some kind of artist. If it's like uh, a real genius work of art, sure. But if you try to like put it and uh, then uh, some kind of uh, like paste it into blockchain ecosystem and try to work for you. Very few projects offer that. So in that regard, nothing's changed. But uh, there are a lot of like uh, shades of gray um, right now of how you sell it. And right now, everybody tries to sell NFTs. And what's very interesting is that uh, it is easier to sell NFTs if it doesn't have any feasible utility. This is what we learned the hard way. Because uh, if you have something, people can measure it. They can... Uh, discuss it. They can try to value whether, uh, it is needed for them or not. But if it's nothing, uh, it's just like picture, uh, then it is a lot easier to create an emotional purchase and try to shield for it emotionally as well. So, uh, what we, um, during that whole like stage three year stage, um, learned is that, uh, Utility um, is actually like not helping to uh, create NFTs because it's something very like objective, and when you try to sell, you need to create a very subjective feeling. If it's beautiful, it needs to be beautiful for you and like for your friends. But if you see that it has some like battle stats and you understand that this asset is very beautiful but it's not very effective, then it just drives its value dri- drives it down. Uh, but this is something that is embedded into our game. So it's, it's harder for us to try to create this, like two types of assets. One is for collectors, one is for effective gameplay, and we still didn't find this perfect balance. We have a lot of experiments in mind. We will uh, roll them out, uh, slowly, but, uh, it hurts, hurts us in terms of revenue because all our assets have some sort of utility.
0: That's a really interesting sort of thought line that you brought up that a lot of people who are purchasing NFTs today are doing it just simply because of, of the beauty behind the NFT. Now, mm-hmm. Neo, we, we spoke about this earlier. Neo's upgrading to version 3, Neo 3, uh, N3. And this ha- is going to have an impact on blockchain cuties because you're going to have to migrate all your code from the old Neo. It's going legacy. to have
1: a huge impact because uh, Neo, together with uh, Bitcoin, right now I think is uh, one of the bu- few popular blockchains that use uh, DXL. and so you need to calculate the balance every single transaction, and uh, all other blockchains like they don't have it and. Neo free version would not have it as well. So we'll have to sort of completely <laughs> write everything.
0: <laughs> so beyond the removal of the UTXOs, are there any other assets or aspects, sorry, of N3 that you and your team are looking at? There's going to be a decentralized file storage service that's native with the Neo network. And arguably, we can't say today that NFTs are wholly decentralized because while the hash might be on a blockchain, the sourced image is probably stored on a central server like AWS somewhere. So are you guys looking into uh, integrating NeoFS as a distributed file storage? And if so, could you tell us how? Or, or if not, could you just share a little bit more about other than the UTXO model, how you guys are viewing N3 and, and what you guys might integrate with the new blockchain?
1: Uh, because I worked in uh, several big companies in the past, and they were like uh, tied with games and social networks, uh, we have um, we had like a very uh, healthy experiment system there uh, on how things should like roll out, and I think it would be great if we work with NEO on the same basis. So basically. Uh, uh, you have a big following, uh, you have great infrastructural uh, resources, and you think that the new feature that you introduce will somehow change the world, will be beneficial to your users and so on. We think that too, but uh, the market will be the judge. So. Uh, How it should be done is basically we should need a joint experiment. So uh, we, for example, support you in that uh, regard. Uh, We will uh, assess how much time we need to support that feature. And then we roll it out. Uh, You help us with marketing. We try to spread the news in the world about uh, why it's important. If it works, uh, we should uh, expand on that and try to bring and board more developers. If it's uh, like if market doesn't dig, dig it, then we need to change uh, direction, change strategy, and try out something new. So uh, in that regard, we are interested in that, but uh, because we support five different blockchains, uh, we will try. We will need to assess when we. Uh, uh, are able to introduce it. Because right now we don't have a very big team and we are hiring, but uh, we also have uh, two like big things that we need to deliver before that. That is uh, the BCUG, our like uh, governance token functionalities. And the first uh, part will probably be rolled out today. Um, for this week but probably today and then till the mid of the summer we have uh, a pipeline of those updates and we also need to introduce a lot of things in regards to Words of kudelan that and a more strategy game because the community, our community, is waiting for it uh, like strongly. So those are our priorities. And after that, uh, we probably will uh, start uh, diving deeper into our partnerships and try to implement newer features. Uh, but what's important is that when we roll out the governance, uh, people will be able to vote for uh, the things that we do. And we plan to do it this way. So. Once uh, every three sprints, so every fourth sprint, we will have a community sprint where people will choose the tasks from our public backlog and uh, they will vote uh, what they want us to develop. If they vote like for Neo, uh, then we will have to do that. So, uh, uh, I mean, not Neo, but uh, de- decentralized uh, uh, data storage.
0: Vladimir, I had so many other questions that I wanted to get to today, but I'm cognizant of your time. And um, I just want to thank you so much for coming on to the Neo News Today podcast to share a lot about what you guys have been working on. I personally am very excited to see that not only did Blockchain Cutie survive the bear market, but there's going to be all sorts of new in-game functionality. And I personally am a little bit excited about the MMORPG. So uh, you might have a, a new gamer on your network once that rolls out. Great, thanks, Dylan. And uh, uh, additionally, what I want
1: to tell uh, like right now, and it's like Neo related right now, because of all the prices and all the like projects, uh, except like Matic and you guys, uh, tidying up the belt, uh, we have majority of new players, uh, want to try out Neo because, uh, because it's free for them to play. And uh, this is just what happens like within the community when new players co- uh, come in, they join the Telegram group or Discord and ask uh, where to play. Uh, existing players are like uh, money-saving and they uh, advise to play on NEO.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm super happy to have seen Blockchain Cuties uh, continue supporting NEO in- historically and to continue supporting NEO in the future. And I definitely look forward to having you again, come back as a guest on the Neo News Today podcast. So we can talk about, you know, all the great things that have happened, hopefully in the next year.
1: Hopefully so maybe even, maybe even faster (laughs) when neo Free releases, uh, I would definitely love to join your podcast at least one more time.
0: Very cool. Well, we look forward to having you again as a guest. And I just want to thank you one more time, Vladimir, for for joining and, and sharing your time with us today. Thanks for having me,
1: Dylan. Cheers. Thanks, Neo community. Cheers.
0: Well, what did you think of that conversation? It was fascinating to learn more about the similarities and differences between the bear market of 2018 and 19 and the recent bull market and NFT craze we witnessed earlier in 2021. It was also interesting to hear Vladimir talk about the two different marketplaces in blockchain cuties and how they each have their own unique economies. And I enjoyed learning more about the upcoming MMORPG gaming elements. That will be implemented into blockchain cuties. To keep up to date with the latest in the Neo ecosystem, visit www.neonewstoday.com. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to our channels on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and or Spotify, and leave a five star review if you feel that others should hear our content. Every subscription and review helps others learn more about the NEO News Today podcast and the NEO ecosystem. So thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the NEO News Today podcast, and we look forward to catching you next time.